Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. Relevant content warnings can be found in each episode's description. everyone, and welcome back to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hey, y'all. All right, so this week, instead of asking you what we're going to talk about, I already know what we're talking about. You already know. Yeah. It's like she doesn't usually know what we're talking about at the beginning of a I, podcast. You know, sometimes I don't. Sometimes <laughs> it's a genuine question. Okay, so what are we talking about? This week is the one-year anniversary of Gender Journeys as a podcast. Yay! Uh, That's such a huge and cool fucking thing. Yeah. Bonkers. Go on. I mean, I can't believe that we've been doing this for a year. I can't either. And, like, more than a year because we started recording in July of 2020. Right. um, Just to get, like, a little bit of a backlog before we released our first episode. So you and I have been doing it for, like, a while 13 months now. 13 months now. Yeah, and the day this comes out, the day that this episode is released is two days before the actual anniversary, so it's not quite there. What is the actual anniversary then? Our first episode came out on August 19th. So fucking cool. Yeah. So. So fucking cool. It's so it's so wild. I feel like I, for a very long time, had been told, people have been telling me that I should do a podcast. People like my voice. I like my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people have told me i should do a podcast because i won't shut the fuck up about things that i'm interested in <laughs> you know what we work well together we work really well together for these reasons but it's kind of wild to think that i've like been making a podcast for a year like yeah. we've been doing that together yeah it's yeah. a long time it's yeah. like one of my personal longest like creative ventures yeah so, what inspired us to do it? What? How did we start this? It's we have to cast our minds back a, a whole year. We well, the initial like impetus for starting it was you were looking for non-binary community spaces. You were looking yeah. for and specifically, specifically a non-binary podcast because yes. like lots of people went into lockdown and started baking bread, honey. I started listening to like no less than three hours of podcasts a day. <laughs> yes, yeah, we still do listen to podcasts quite frequently now. Yeah, but it was like a real, like I listened to a lot of podcasts yes. at the beginning of the Rona. I remember that. That was like a comforting thing for you. Yeah. You would like put on a podcast and go for a walk and then just disappear for a while and then yep. come back. Yep, yep. And that was like a big thing for me. And I remember part of that was you really did. You were like, I'd really like to start hearing from some more like, trans and non-binary voices and specifically you were looking for gender expansive and non-binary people yeah and i think we were driving and we listened to one podcast mm-hmm. and it was hosted by a trans woman and her cis partner that's yep that's my memory and it just did not scratch the itch that i had it was the opposite of yeah. what i needed and i really i don't remember the name of the podcast nor would i share it if i did because mm-hmm. we did not listen to a full episode we did not give these two lovely ladies a fair shake on their podcast right. I have no ill will towards them, but it was just the opposite of what I wanted from a podcast. Right. Well, cause, cause so what were you looking for when you wanted to search out a podcast? So when we first started this, I really wanted like a gender expansive and specifically like 
non-transitioning because I didn't really identify as trans at the time. I just identified as non-binary and I didn't want any medical transition steps at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if our listeners has heard. I actually had top surgery (laughs) about three months ago though. So like (laughs) I clearly that changed, but um, at the time I didn't want any sort of medical transition. And that episode of that podcast that I listened to was very focused on the trans woman's medical. She was like right in the middle of like trying to get a surgery or something. I don't really remember, but it was just like so antithetical to the content that I wanted at that right. time. Yeah. And so I believe that that was not the last place we looked, nor was it the first place, but that podcast mm-hmm. really did like cemented it as like, we should do this. We should this. just do this. Like we could do this. I think it was because I now, I've now found a couple of queer podcasts, not specifically gender career podcasts but queer podcasts that are like professional podcasts and they're really cool and i'll link a couple of them in Mm -hmm. the description here if you're looking for more queer podcasts um so i found a couple of those now but i think that this was the first one that i listened to that was like just two bitches with a microphone like talking and i was like oh i could do that (laughs) like i have a microphone i have another bitch like (laughs) (laughs) right and i think that that's very that's a very good point is that like the types of podcasts that you listen to were very like new york times well curated like yeah i listen to a lot of npr and new york times podcasts Mm -hmm. like i listen to their more opinion podcasts they're more like discussion podcasts not like just the straight up news although i do listen to the straight up news as well but they're still like curated like they are people who are literally professional podcasters right they're like doing this for a career they have a whole like production team behind they have a whole like a like a whole production team instead of just like josie with audacity yeah (laughs) hastily editing each other episode before it goes out so i think that this podcast that we listen to and i mean this is a different spin it inspired this because i didn't like the content they were creating but it also inspired it because like they were just doing it. Right. They were just, they were just, they were just doing it. Right. And like, there was a definite wave of pandemic podcasts mm-hmm. that happened during the pandemic. I was certainly not the only one of my friends to start a pandemic podcast. Right. But it did like really give us this perspective of like, we can just make one. Like, yeah, we can just do it. And then we were in charge of the content that we created. Right. So like, <laughs> it was obviously well suited to our desires. Yeah. I find it really interesting kind of the direction that we went with the podcast too. Mm. Um, before you started your big podcast kick and before we started recording this, I listened to a lot more of that, like just two people talking, kind of exchanging information. Yeah, you do. I still don't listen to a ton of it. Right. And those are things that I, I really enjoy those. And so I, I kind of had an idea of how I wanted this podcast to sound between the two of us. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's interesting that we like have moved, like how we've kind of moved through our topics in this and how we've sort of like, evolved how we talk about gender and kind of how we talk in the podcast yeah i think we got a little more casual as it kind of of got along here yeah we definitely have we used to like create outlines for our episodes and let me (laughs) tell you (laughs) we do sometimes okay at most it has five bullet points if we create an outline i mean yeah it's kind of just like don't forget to say this thing (laughs) but like (laughs) yeah yeah and I think that it's been kind of interesting too, kind of looking not just at the origins, but kind of the history, mm. how our gender has changed. Yeah. As we've gone along with this. I mean, podcast. like I mentioned, I didn't think I wanted any medical um, transition steps when we started. And then I went on a whole thing where I wanted to start tea. And then I realized I don't want to start tea, but I do want to get top surgery. <laughs> right. Like that all happened during the life of the podcast. Yeah. And like, 
I don't know necessarily that the podcast acted as a way to facilitate any of those changes, but like the way that we interact with gender has certainly changed since we've not only been learning more about gender and the pandemic has done some things. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about that in episode, but also that like, I don't know, the way that you define your gender and the way that I define my gender have started to shift as we've just sort of like externalized our gender. Which I think is also like, I don't know that the podcast has helped any of those changes manifest, but I think the podcast has helped us stay like flexible in our definition of our genders because like, I don't know if this is news to anybody, but it is called gender journeys. Like it's all like our whole shtick, our whole idea is that like gender is not a monolith. Like you don't like pick out a single gender and be like, this is it for my whole life. Like it's a continually evolving journey, regardless of if you're gender expansive or binary or cis or trans, like genders are continually evolving. Like ask any cis person, your gender changes when like you become a parent. I I am not a parent, but I'm very confident that any cis parent Mm -hmm. would say that their gender changed when they became a parent. And like, as you age, like your Mm -hmm. gender itself doesn't like, you might be a woman through every stage of your life. But when you're an, old woman yeah how you experience that womanhood is gonna change and like as you move in and out of relation like if you're in a relationship you might have a different experience of your gender than if you're out of a relationship like right different jobs like your relationship with your gender is going to change regardless of how you identify right it really isn't a final destination or something that you pick and stick with it's it's a journey i mean it's it's a ever-evolving process of discovery and rediscovery right and I think that creating this podcast has kept us in touch with that. Right. Yeah. Instead of feeling like our gender has to be, I mean, your gender is never static because no. it's inherently gender fluid. Right. But it's still like kind of is grounding in, in that in norm, our podcast normalizes that for us. I don't yeah. know if it normalizes it for our audience. I hope it does. I hope so. That's the goal, but it certainly does for us. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of where gender journeys came from and what it's kind of done done for us i guess i really enjoyed making it yeah i think it's a lot of fun yeah we've also gone through like a lot outside of this podcast in the last year <laughs> so quick Hasn't update on everyone. that <laughs> yeah well that's true yeah but i think we've mentioned this a couple of times that we were moving we've had the last few episodes we've talked about how we're we were a little bit uh, in Scattered. motion there was some bird song in some previous episodes yeah we uh, were on vacation mm-hmm. um but, we haven't actually recorded in damn near a month because we've been on vacation yeah, we've recorded yeah. real a bunch of them in a row yeah but yeah so now we've settled so as an update yes where we've settled is Tulsa. Tulsa is in Oklahoma, for those of you who might not know. <laughs> Oklahoma is the state that's directly north of Texas, for those of you who also might not know. It's very that funny to me. That is sass directed at our U.S. listeners. If you're in the U.K., it's because nobody knows or cares about Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma seems very lovely. I'd like to throw out there. I've it does. talk to some people who seem to really love it here. But that doesn't mean that anybody outside of Oklahoma knows or cares. Yeah. I find it very funny how many people I've been like, oh, I'm in Tulsa. Expecting them to be like, oh, okay, yeah. And then they're like, where's Tulsa? Where's, where's Tulsa? And I'll be like, Oklahoma. And they'll be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, is that the South? <laughs> yeah. And, and also, um, if any of our U.S. listeners do know if Oklahoma is qualified, classified as the South... Um, hit us up because we we can't get a straight answer we can't get a straight answer we're here we ask Oklahomans and they're like eh and I'm like what do you mean eh (laughs) (laughs) Um, again for our um, 
non-U.S. listeners, I'm deeply sorry. Pull up a map of the U.S. and you know where Texas is. Everyone knows where Texas is. We're the one that looks like a pan directly above Texas. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so we're living here now. Um, we, I, I just got here. You've been here for a little bit. We were, yeah. we were doing some separate vacations for a second there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the furthest south I've ever lived. Is it the furthest south you've ever lived? And except for when I was really, really little and I lived in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But this is the far south I remember that I remember living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also the most like small city that we've ever lived in, or the mo- the smallest. <laughs> it is the smallest city we've ever lived in. <laughs> so on that note, so what I'm going to be doing here, and the reason we moved here, is because I'm going to graduate school for my master's in counseling, mm-hmm. which is a two-year program, so we'll be here for at least two years. And as part of that, I actually joined an organization that's doing like research into the needs of queer people in rural areas. And I'm super hyped for that because it's so different than my experience having been in Chicago, Boston, and Milwaukee, like right. the opposite of rural areas. Right. Um, and like Tulsa itself is also not a rural area. The organization I'm a part of kind of does outreach to more to surrounding counties. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's the sort of opportunity we get being out here. I think that's going to be super fascinating, and I, I'm looking forward to the idea that we're going to get some Gender Journeys episodes out of that, mm-hmm. because I think that, like, similarly, I mean, I grew up in the suburbs, and then I was in Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah. I've never lived anywhere that can even be kind of considered rural. No. I have no idea what it's like to live in rural areas, and, like, especially I don't have any idea what it's like for rural queers. And, like... And I've, I've done just, just a ton tiny bit of research on it and actually one of the podcasts that i mentioned that i would share had an episode on it so i'll try to find if i can i'll try to figure out if Mm -hmm. i can find that actual episode for y'all but what i do know is that like there's this like expectation that queer folks in rural areas literally regardless of the country as far as i know Mm -hmm. that their goal is to move to urban areas where they have more access to resources and like more queer people and like don't all queer people want to live in big cities like san francisco and like the answer, as far as I found, is no. <laughs> Some people are like, nah, man, I would like to be gay and work on a farm. Like, this shouldn't be mutually exclusive. Like, I right. enjoy cowboy hats and sucking cock. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a demographic. And we, I mean, we as a queer community should be doing more to outreach those sorts of folks. Yeah. You and and not just assuming what they need. I think that's that's right. why I like the organization that I joined so much because it's a resource. It's, sorry, it's a research and advocacy group. So they're actually going into communities and figuring out what people need from them, like not just making assumptions and then advocating to meet mm. those needs, which I think is really cool. And I was straight up with my supervisor where I was like, "Hey, I'm really excited to learn. I think I bring a lot of good skills to the table. What I don't bring is literally any knowledge of this population." And he right. was like, "That's okay." And I was like, right. "Great." Yeah. So that's that's what I'm going to be doing here. I'm going to be getting my master's in counseling. I'm apparently going to be reading just far the fuck too much. My homework is already mm-hmm. absurd. And I'm going to be working with that advocacy group. Yeah. What are you going to be doing, babe? I'm going to keep writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primary <laughs> thing is I'm going to keep writing. I'm going to pick my blog back up in a minute here. We're going to keep doing gender journeys. Uh, I did get a job. I'll be working with the library, which I'm very excited <laughs> for. We love the library. The library is just amazing i love working in community and i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and the tulsa public library slaps yeah it's, it's phenomenal it's super cool it's a very large network of like a very large system and 
it's a huge system and also in the central library which is the one that i've gone to it's not the one josie will be working at but it's the it's the main one so it's where i go uh, they sometimes work there we'll yeah. see but where i've gone there and they have like as most libraries do like little stands where they put up like little displays of like specific books that they want to like encourage people to read mm-hmm. and they had one on making zines which was so cool and then they had another one for disability pride month on which they had a book called autism and heels which is about like the differential experience of women who have autism which is amazing and they had a pride stand not in june in august so we're already winning and on it was a book about a trans man who had a baby and like on the cover of it was this man who was pregnant with his top surgery scars on the cover of a book that was like centrally displayed at this library and i was like we're gonna be friends you and me library we're gonna be buds yeah it seems like a really cool library since I did just say I'm going to be working there, I should probably plug that any opinions or views that I express on this podcast are not views or opinions of the Tulsa Public Library, because I don't know if that's a thing I'm going to have to say, but it's a thing that is true. Yeah. I, I don't speak for them. But yeah, true. Yeah, so I, I think it's going to be really cool living here. Yeah, I'm super hyped for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's like where we've been. That's <laughs> where we've been and where we are. Right. But back to the podcast, which... I guess is what y'all are here to listen to. Um, <laughs> where are we going with it? What are our plans? Well, the the idea behind this podcast has absolutely always been one of like community. Yeah. Um, I think really notably in a lot of the early episodes, you mentioned Discord that you were a part of, and mm-hmm. like you spent a lot of time on like queer subreddits. Mm-hmm. But really notably, when we first started this podcast, another thing that was kind of kind of bumming you out was that you're having a hard time finding gender queer community spaces like yeah kind of soon after we started this podcast you did find a space for that yeah i found a really great discord but Um, but yeah but too often trans community spaces are dominated by binary trans people right and so kind of the one of the original things that we had always kind of wanted from this was to kind of build a community of people who are non-binary who exist outside the gender binary and even outside the standard trans experience in general right and so i think that the hopeful future for this podcast is for one thing we're gonna keep doing it yeah i mean like we're not gonna stop Mm-mm. this is so much fun like no. i love i love making this podcast yeah but the other thing for that would be we're hoping to kind of open up into more of a community space like to kind of foster that sense of community yeah we really were thinking about rolling out like a patreon or discord for our one year but as I've already mentioned, I start classes the day before this episode comes out, and I have more than 200 pages of reading for my first day of classes. So, like, <laughs> I can't be taking on more responsibilities right now. Right. right. And I do still, like, I still really would like to get a Discord or a Patreon going up, but if we do it, I want to do it right in such a way that it's going to be genuinely engaging, which, like, right. I just don't have, I don't have the bandwidth for right now. Right. But I'd love to do it. I think it'd be super cool. Yeah. I mean, I would absolutely love to have a space where people who listen to this podcast, and we don't have a gigantic listenership at this point. That's all the better for a Discord, honestly. Honestly. And like, it would just be really nice for those people who really like the podcast and want to be engaged, but don't want to do it on like literal public social media. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Social media sucks. You know, you can come out and just like, join up on the discord and chat. and like know that it's a safe space because that's another thing is i do have experience running discords mm-hmm. and queer discords and relatively large queer discords um and so i i 
am relatively experienced with setting up security precautions and mm. very experienced with knowing what security precautions are needed. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not great at setting up the bots myself, but I know what's necessary. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I would also love to create a space where, like, our listeners could come and know that they're in the um, in community with other people who listen to Gender Journeys, which already means that we're all at least somewhat interested in the same things, somewhat mm-hmm. agreeing on some important facts, even if, like, you know, right. you can have your own opinions on anything we say and know that that's going to be a safe space to talk about yeah. gender yeah. and orientation and difficult issues. Yeah, and a place to kind of have our ear and to suggest things if yeah. you have any suggestions on how to make the podcast better recommendations for episode topics you want to contribute some skills yeah true that would be lovely you know just kind of make a space where the community can be a community yeah um and i mentioned a patreon and i want to be clear that we're not gonna like i we have mm-hmm. no we have no goals of monetizing i was gonna this. say I, I was gonna say that a patreon would not be for the purpose of generating an income we have really no interest in monetizing gender journeys at any point but like i'm a crafty bitch like i could definitely i would love to like make some sort of small craft and if you if you are a patreon you i'll send it to you or something like you know like i things like that or if you are a patreon maybe you get a shout out or like you want to come on the podcast or like just something that's like more interactive that we couldn't do with all of our listeners i would love to have an option for that to be a thing. Yeah. And like we can also just if we ever did a Patreon and it was I mean inherently that implies we would have like monetary tiers that would probably end up being in exchange for minor gifts or just kind of be donations. Mm-hmm. We would put that money back into the podcast yeah. completely. Like we're not we're not trying to turn a profit. We're not trying to like get rich. Anything I mean I think I'm pretty comfortable saying right here before we even have this set up that anything in excess that we make for the podcast would go to some sort of charitable organization. Yeah. Like we're not trying to, and like it would probably just all go back in the podcast. Probably y'all hear our sound quality. Like we could maybe do we some could maybe more do sound some more. quality things. <laughs> we, could, we could maybe do some work. Um, but yeah, I think that. But but on like a smaller scale, just in terms of episodes, I think we're kind of like moving into a more like theory driven. Like I think that mm-hmm. a lot of our more recent episodes have been based on like some of the kind of deeper queer theory that i've been reading yeah i think y'all can expect more of that i think that we're gonna i want to kind of push our space here to be like a space of like really genuine learning mm-hmm. yeah um always yeah. interspersed like fun episodes as well but right absolutely yeah and i think that that is that is going to come through more and more because i think that we have both sort of shifted our gender identity intergeneral queerness but that's a lot of that comes from our gender mm-hmm. into a slightly more political space and yeah. into a more kind of like theoretical like space. Mm-hmm. And I think that is definitely going to come through as we continue with the podcast. Like I just, yeah. even if we do some more informative episodes in the future about like pretty standard queer or gender expansive topics, I think that they are just inherently going to be tinged with our understandings of our. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's how our actual growth is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And catch me saying more things about therapy because y'all that's what I'm in school for. I mean that's what you're in school for. We're gonna The next chapter that so I have to read is called like the complexity of the human experience, colon gender. And I'm like, oh yes, textbook. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me about gender, huh? Oh my god. That's incredible. 
Although th- the same textbook, sorry, this is going to be the new gender journeys, me talking about my school, but the same textbook actually successfully mentioned both non-binary people and asexual people. And I was oh. like, okay, we're on a good wavelength here. Truly. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap up the episode here, mm-hmm. do you want to give a plug for a favorite episode someone should go back and re-listen to or listen to for the first time if they haven't heard it? Can I do too? Sure. My two favorite episodes, I mean, the first one is a shameless self-plug. It's the gender fluidity episode. I just think our gender fluidity episode was so lovely. And I love that. I love that one so much. Like gentle and lovely. And the second suggestion I have is for the Neo pronouns episode, which I also just thought was like a really good combination of like education. Like we did some research on Neo pronouns and got to share it with y'all. But then also like... Just you and I, Josie, thinking about, like, I don't know, how fun gender is. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, that, that's a good point. Both of those episodes were very, I think they were, they were both very emotionally grounded. Like, we were, both, we, were we were coming from a place of, like, yeah. genuine love and, mm-hmm. like, genuine There was a lot of love in both of those episodes. Yeah. Uh, for my part, I would recommend you go back and listen to the non-op episode. Mm-hmm. I think that one was informative. Uh, and it was probably one of the more in-depth explorations of my gender identity that I've done on this one, yeah. on this uh, podcast. And I just think it's a good resource. Um, and speaking of resources, the How to Gender Someone Correctly episode, I I am super proud of that one. I yeah. think that's indispensable. Just in terms of being a resource, yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Yay! Happy birthday, Gender Journeys! <laughs> Happy birthday, Gender Journeys! Oh my god, I can't believe it's been a year. I'm... I'm so excited to keep doing this with you. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to keep doing this with all of you. To another good year. To another good year. <laughs> all right. That's where we're going to wrap it up this week on Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I'm joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Al. Bye, y'all. Thank you all so much for a great first year. And until next time, just keep thinking about it. Yay. Music for Gender Journeys composed by Sonia Berdash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash gender journeys. We hope to hear from you soon.